You know, it's not every day we talk about elections in other countries, European countries, but today we are. And uh, I think it's one of the more closely watched elections um, around the world than we've seen recently. France went to the polls yesterday, voters did, uh, and they returned Emmanuel Macron to um, the top job in that country. He's French president once again, 58.5% of the vote we're seeing right now. But so what? Who cares? Well, a lot of people care, and the reason they care is because there was a lot of concern, let's call it what it is, among a number of people and political observers that his opponent, Marine Le Pen, who... um, you know, you can characterize her whatever way you want, a populist, a far-right, whatever the case may be. She's, you know, anti-immigration. She's all of those things that we've heard about before um, Was had a legitimate shot at winning this election and had a lot of people concerned. You know, some people saying so much as it's, it's, uh, it's a vote for democracy versus populism and uh, all and on it goes. I mean, there was a lot wrapped up in this. So let's get some insight and some breakdown on this with uh, Dr. Uh, Ferry de Kerkov, who's a senior fellow at the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa. Uh, doctor, thanks for joining us again. Always nice to chat. Wonderful to be here. So this election uh, watched well beyond the borders of France. And I guess, you know, some people sort of positioning it as, you know, the future of democracy in Europe and, and all these sorts of things. How, how grave was the risk, you think, to what we see as liberal democracy? I think to say that uh, from my own prediction, my own crystal ball, I saw Macron winning hands down, even though it, would be the, it was the first time in 20 years that the French uh, president was re-elected. But, you know, Macron is, is a wonderfully brilliant guy. He speaks better than most people that I've ever known, even in France, when I lived for four years there. Uh, and, but he's also broken the traditional party system in France. In fact, you can talk to one guy in the street who say that Macron is from the right, and you might meet another guy who say, oh, he's, a, he's <laughs> from the left. And, and uh, you know, in, in a way, he's transformed the traditional party system to the point of obliterating the traditional right. Mrs. Pécresse, who was a fantastic former cabinet minister, bright, brilliant, uh, and she was there with Chirac, Sarkozy loved her, blah, blah, blah. She got destroyed with less than 5% of the popular vote. The only guy who came out is somewhat the resurrection of the French left. And uh, it, it, it was no longer called Socialist Party because that had a different connotation sure. than in the days of Mitterrand. So it was called the France Insoumise, which you can translate as the un, unpliable France. And, but, but, you know, that, he actually did pretty well on the first round, around 21-22, just a bit below Marine Le Pen. Now, you know what? France has two rounds of voting. The first vote is actually for everybody to say poo-poo on everybody, and therefore I'm not going to vote for what my reason tells me to vote for. I vote with my heart and my anger, my angst, all of the above. 
That's why Marine Le Pen appeared to be the giant threat. Yeah. She, and, but, but she wasn't. I predicted that Macron would be there. This being said, it represents not just France. You know, there are so many countries in the world, including our neighbors to the south, and maybe pretty soon in Canada, too, where the polarization is such that there's always this fright that even our more traditional politicians on the right all of a sudden become the nasty, evil, what is dark Vader. Um, you know, Mr. Harper, who was a, one of a brilliant prime minister with whom I disagreed on many things, but I always admired his intelligence and his commitment. You couldn't make him change his mind if he had made it there. Now, he's still painted as the dark Vader in some quarters. I paint him as probably our more, more on the right prime minister we've ever had, and that's fine. But, you know, we live in a funny, different world where you've got to be painted, and if you yes. can, use some very ugly colors. So that, but coming back to Marine Le Pen, Marine Le Pen is an issue. She mollified, she toned down, but some of the basic uh, anti-Muslim, anti-this and that is really something, the withdrawal from Europe, He's att her attachment, her loan from a Russian bank. That didn't help her in the process. But I want to come back to Macron. Because Macron is a unique personality. He doesn't belong really to any party. Okay, yes, La République En Marche is what, you, you know, you can call it whatever you want. But the point is that you know, it's a wonder the, the friend called him Jupiter uh, <laughs> the same way they called Mitterrand the king. There is this in France, you know, I lived in France, I know France well, there is this kind of monarchical undertone to a very republican country. And, and, and in a way, Macron represented this kind of Jupiterian leadership, which you could bemoan, you could criticize, but at the end of the day, the guy made sense. And the French do react to common sense, even though it looked, you know, kind of monarchic. Well, even in his victory speech, Ferry, he said, I know a lot of you didn't vote for me and for my ideas, but you voted to block the extreme right. So he's going in eyes wide open that he, because he's had a lot of problems that plagued his presidency over the last five years. It's actually amazing that he came alive yeah. out of it all. You know, the yellow jacket or whatever you want to call them, the COVID, the, the, you know, the, the kind of protest that even we got in downtown Ottawa. Maybe you don't remember. We had a few trucks in oh, Ottawa. Oh, yeah, I heard about Do that. Do you want me to paint it back <laughs> to you? You know, but I'm just underlying that it's the whole world is going through a chasm that we haven't lived for years. In, in a way, I, I always look at Ukraine as, in a way, how horrific it is. It's a blessing for unity, for a sense of required salvation of our own, not necessarily our soul, but our mindset. Because now we're so committed to get Ukraine victorious against the, the horrifying yeah. back, back uh, Soviet Union that I now call again. Uh, but so, but look, look at our neighbors to the south. You know, I, I sometimes dread the fact that we're neighbors to the U.S. because of the division 
division there. Well, the French are also divided, and it is certainly not this election that is going to res- in France that is going to resolve that divide. And, and you know, Macron is perfectly aware of it. For him, he's got a struggle against separatism, and it's not the same separatism that we had in Quebec. It's it's visceral, it's deep, and and the divide is great. The job he has in front of him is, is, is very difficult. And on top of that, there's going to be a lot of payback at the next legislative election, which are going to take place pretty soon. There you'll see the revenge. You'll see the hidden yeah. and the open enemies of Macron, who's going to make his life miserable. You know what? I can guarantee that within the next two, three months, there'll already be discussion of, okay, who's going to replace Macron in 2027? You know, the poor guy will barely have a month or two to relax, (laughs) and he'll realize that much closer in his quarters, he'll find some people really delighted to bring him down. And, and, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's ugly politics. And in France, there is, you know, I, I, I always say that France has about 60, 60 million subjects without counting the subject of discontent. And I, and I think it's pretty much the story of France. And yet it's a fantastic country. You know, it's, who, there's more tourists going to France than oh, in yeah. any other place in the world. Hey, Ferry, you make a really good point because their system is different from ours. So he's been he's been elected president, but now the rest of the parliamentarians will be elected coming up in June. And if you yep. take a look at the, I mean, the center parties, if you want to call them that, you know, the center right and the center left yep. parties in this vote got less than 10 percent of the vote. I mean, so yep. you want to talk about a divided populace. These next elections could completely tip things upside down. And like you say, he could be out on an island here. Yeah, what is interesting, though, is that will we see something that both Chirac and Mitterrand had to do? Mitterrand had to take Chirac as prime minister before Chirac, of course, became president, and Chirac had to take a socialist as prime minister. Now, the question that everybody raises in France is, will Mélenchon, you know, the France Insoumise, the form, you know, formerly socialist, can he be chosen as prime minister? Well, in, in earlier days, you know, when Chirac and Mitterrand had to do had to go to the to the to the holy mass and 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 bow in front of the alternative option it was something that was acceptable now i don't think that macron is is going to be prepared to do that, what he will do is that instead of having a socialist, even though there's a lot of stuff that they would do together, particularly in the field of education, in the field of immigration, all these subjects, I think Macron will want his next prime minister to, to be from somewhere in, in the center left. Uh, uh, but, you know, what is the center left? Is it Beirut, the, the eternal opponent and friend and friendly guy, friend, fellow traveler? Who will it be? Will it be Pécresse, who's been completely discounted? Montembourg, uh, will he take his former prime minister? No, and that former prime minister could also be a, a thorn in his, in his foot. You know, winning is everything, because after you're, you're stuck with so much difficulty... And, 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 you know, he will also have to become a bit more modest, maybe, maybe less Jupiterian and maybe more laborer-in-chief. I don't know. But the only thing I, I keep on reminding people when I talk about France, 
is that it's ungovernable, but they still manage to get through. Now, Macron, <laughs> Macron, is, Macron is unique. Uh, he reminds me in a total opposition to François Mitterrand. I had the joys of talking to François Mitterrand, and, you know, for a socialist, he would treat me like I don't even aunt in the field. I think I was even more minus than that. But Mitterrand was extraordinarily smart. And you know what? The French like to have smart guys because then they can criticize him for being Jupiterian, yeah. godly, and all that. While we in Canada, sorry, don't quote me, but we don't have to have a guy who's intelligent at the helm, you may have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Ferry, I can't thank you enough for your analysis. Always a delight. You're welcome. I appreciate All you joining us. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. That is Dr. Ferry DeKerkov, a senior fellow at the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa. And, you know, in the similarities with what's going on in France, I mean, I think all he, he's right to say we're all divided. It's not just France. It's not just the United States. We have some element of it in Canada as well. Not as deep, clearly, as France or the United States, but even take a look at... Um, you know, the the division in Alberta. And really interesting, we talk a lot about the rural and rural divide in the province of Alberta, right? The cities tend to vote almost completely opposite to what we see in rural areas. Well, during the, um, like like um, Ferry said, they have two votes in, in France. You have the one, the first vote, which is wide open for anybody. Anybody who wants to enter to run to be president of France can. Uh, and then the top two go to a runoff vote, which is what happened on Sunday. But in the first vote, Marine Le Pen, who is, you know, the, the populist and the far right and all the rest of those things, um, she got less than 6% of the votes in Paris, okay, in the big city. Less than 6%. But she won first place, big, big first place victories in all kinds of rural areas in the north and the south. So that divide exists there as well.